Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Holiness Day by Day by Jerry Bridges. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast. My name is Melly, and I'm your host today. Today's reading is titled, Taking Sin Seriously. And it got me wondering, are all sins equal in the eyes of God? You see, every sin is essentially missing the mark of God's glory, as mentioned in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, which says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The key word here is all, 100%. Every single sin is sin. There are no categories or distinctions between small or big sins in the eyes of God. So it's like either righteousness or unrighteousness. And righteousness or perfection is like this non-negotiable standard. In a general sense, you could say that all sins are the same to God because they are all essentially unrighteous by definition. Anything falling short of holiness is essentially marked by unholiness. The movie Ice Age came out in 2002. It was the movie of the year. Everyone loved the movie. It became so popular that the filmmakers make five more Ice Age movies after that. And one of my favorite characters in that movie is Scrat. You see, Scrat is this saber-toothed squirrel with an intense obsession for collecting acorns. And he never failed to put himself in ridiculous situations just to get the acorns. It's pretty hilarious to watch what he does. And throughout the movie, it's so fun to watch Scrat leaping between trees and chasms in his steadfast quest for those beloved acorns. He's absolutely determined and dedicated to protect them. Now think about humanity's quest for righteousness. Picture a bunch of people trying to jump over a chasm, some with a running start, others attempting to pole vault, and some even flapping their arms like birds. But just like Scrat's goofy attempts to get his acorns, none of them actually pull it off. None of them reach to the other side. It doesn't matter if they fall short by two miles, two yards, or even two inches. They all plunge downward. In a similar way, all sins are equal to God. It doesn't really matter how short we fall. The point is, we all fall. In Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, the Lord mentioned two major sins, murder and adultery. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. And he goes on and said, You shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Whether it's anger murder, lust, or adultery. They are all considered sins. And it is very important for us to take each of them seriously. 
So if all sins are equal to God by nature, then why do we categorize them differently? You see, sin is sin, but now all sins bears the same penalties in this world. In that sense, some sins are considered worse than others. While both lust and adultery fall under the umbrella of sin, it's important to know that they aren't equal in every respect. You see, experiencing less may bring consequences in this world, but they won't be as severe as committing the physical act of adultery. And holding a grudge, being resentful, is different from actually committing murder. And the desire of having your neighbor's nice cars has less impact than actually stealing someone's cars. Jerry Bridges writes, but the principle involved in obedience or disobedience was none other than the same principle which was tried in Eden at the foot of the forbidden tree. In Genesis, Adam and Eve eating the forbidden fruit wasn't merely about the fruit itself, but it represented the act of disobedience that led to a separation from God's presence. And since then, as sinners, we engaged in both big and small sins on a regular basis, all reflecting acts of disobedience. I think it's pretty cool that in Genesis, it talks about how God made us to rule over the earth. He created us to shepherd animals and work the ground. God certainly does not need us to take care of his creation as he is almighty and powerful, but he invites us to do it anyway. Why? You know, God doesn't really need us to go out and build a church and, and guide someone to Christ. But here's a cool part. He invites us to be his hands and feet. And the best part is when we do say yes to him, we get to experience a joy of seeing someone's life change because of our obedience. You see, obedience isn't just for God's sake. It's for ours too. Obedience to God is not only a way to worship him, but a way to get closer to him. In James chapter 2, verse 26, we see that as Christians, we're not saved by our works, but that our faith without works is dead. Every morning, just before I take my youngest son, Levi, to preschool, we would go through these phrases as a reminder to him. We would say, I am kind, I am respectful, I will listen to my teachers and be nice to my friends. However, it's not until Levi actually shares toys with his friends and follows his teachers in request that he's truly being obedient. And there are some days when we pick him up from school, the teachers mentioned that he struggled with listening and sharing toys. That's when we have to remind him over and over to follow his teacher's instructions. We emphasize that just saying, I am kind, I'm respectful, isn't sufficient. He needs to actively choose to be obedient. Sin is an act of rejecting God. It's about knowing what God wants for us, but choosing to disobey Him and pick our 
evil desires instead. God is holy and he cannot tolerate any sins. But he desires to be with his people. And because he loves us so much, he he became flesh to sacrifice for our sins so that we can have a relationship with him. There's a classic example highlighting this seriousness of sin in Exodus chapter 19. God gives the Israelites some instructions. He said that they need to get consecrated and hang out at the foot of Mount Sinai. But here's a twist. Because of their sins, being in the presence of the Holy One is a risky business. As Romans chapter 6, 23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. The Israelites can totally hear God having a conversation with Moses. But there is this line that they absolutely cannot cross. If anyone dares to touch the mountain, it's game over. Death level trouble. It's a powerful illustration showing how sin has some serious consequences, even in the presence of the Almighty. So let me read Exodus chapter 19, verses 9 to 12. The Lord said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day because on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, Be careful that you do not go up to the mountain or touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. God is not okay with any sin, big or small. But you know what? The good news is that in God's eyes, all sins, whether they seem small or big, can be forgiven through Christ. The scripture hits the nail on the head with where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Romans chapter 5 verse 20. God's grace is this unstoppable force. There's no sin too big for it to handle. We all are the same level of being sinful before God. But through Christ, we're made righteous. It's like when we get this free pass justified by God's grace to Christ's redemption. God in His love presents Christ as the sacrifice that atones our sins through the shedding of His blood. So when we put our faith in Christ, we're born again. We become victorious over sin. There's this verse in 1 John 5, verse 4 says, Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. It's through Christ we not only get forgiveness for our sins, but we also come out on top overcoming the power of sin. So how do we take sin seriously? We take sin seriously by surrendering every area of our lives to God. Today's reading ends with this question for us to reflect on. Will you decide to obey God in all areas of life, 
however insignificant the issue may be. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you with a humble heart. We know that in our own strength, obedience can be challenging and we often fall short. We need your help to navigate the complexities of life and to obey you in all areas of our lives. Please give us the strength to resist the temptations that lead us away from you. Open our eyes to see your guidance and the courage to obey you even when it doesn't make any sense to us. Help us to cultivate a spirit of obedience in all areas, both big and small. We surrender our lives to you, trusting that your plans are perfect and that obedience leads to true fulfillment. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you can take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.